0: Hello, my friends. This is Andy Hetty coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional.
1: A production of Resurrect Ministry.com where you can harness the power, the, where we <laughs> and our listeners and our viewers can harness the power of the internet. I am so discombobulated right now. Anyways, check out our content and uh, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line, uh, tell us what you think, and if you have any questions, prayer requests, whatever it may be. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you can to partner with us, you can click the Donate Now button. We got a couple of new donations from people I don't even know. I wish you would just drop us an email and, and introduce yourself. But thank you for blessing us. We greatly appreciate it.
0: Yes, for sure. So make sure you also um, comment uh, as we are talking. Let us know where you're watching from. If you have any uh, input on the devotional or anything else that we're talking about. That would be great. That helps push it out to other people. The uh, alg- algorithms uh, can feel that people are commenting, and that means something's going on, so they want to share it out with other people. All right. We are in A.W. Tozer, <laughs> and the um, the book is called uh, Tozer on Christian Leadership. It says leader on my screen, but it actually is leadership, right? I don't know. I think it's so. It's leader, so I presume <laughs> I it it's for the leader. <laughs> I think it is leadership, though. And we're in August 19th, uh, and the title is called, is a Conviction and Pain. Yikes. The reference is Isaiah 6, 5, that says, Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When Isaiah cried out, I am undone, it was a cry of pain. It was the revealing cry of conscious uncleanliness. He was experiencing the undone create of the creature set over against the holiness of the Creator. What should happen in genuine conversation? What should a man or woman... Conversion. Oh, conversion. Oh my gosh. Let me try that again. What should happen in genuine conversion? What should a man or woman feel in the transaction of the new birth? There ought to be that real and genuine cry of pain. That is why I do not like the king, the kind of evangelism that tries to invite people into the fellowship of God by signing a card. There should be a birth from above and within. There should be the terror of seeing ourselves in violent contrast to the holy, holy, holy God. Unless we come into this place of conviction and pain, I am not sure how deep and real our repentance will ever be. Use me today to declare to someone the awesomeness of God. Then let me go to my knees with him in heartfelt repentance. Amen. Amen. That is... That is deep, um, hello, Cindy. Nice to see you, Hi,
1: Cindy. Thank
0: you for your message today. We'll be praying for your daughter today, yes. who had her car stolen
1: so wild
0: on top of a whole bunch of other stuff yes, <laughs> so we've been praying for her um, so what's the first thing that jumps out to you with this uh this devotional
1: um, i th- I think it's funny that you know i'm I'm wondering if the editor whoever compiled this book has modernized it mm. because just the fact that he references i mean whether he wrote this in the 1930s about the sign about you signing a card it's like the sign-up sheet at churches like the new believers mm-hmm. i accepted jesus today and they have you fill out a card yeah and he's like really i i mean i don't know if i believe that i <laughs> it just me that he makes those kind of really modern day references and with a little bit of sarcasm that are so relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, that first strikes me that it's still that, that way. Um, and also, I, I I remember as if it's yesterday, that feeling I had that he describes that just pain of being horrible in violent contrast to a holy God. And that feeling of repentance and being like, I am undone. <laughs> Sorry, this is one of my favorite scriptures, uh, yeah. because it's just so, um, I don't know, I just, I feel it in the words that I am a man of unclean lips amongst a people of unclean lips. And yeah, yeah.
0: the first thing that I thought of was, it was the correlation with my walk that even less than signing a card, I just showed up at this church, you know, a couple of them. And I thought that was it. Yeah. Like it didn't even, it was even too much work to sign a card. I just go on and then eating the men's barbecue, you know, and being there. And there was no genuine cry of pain. There was, there was only this idea that, well, I, all I got to do is go to church. I mean, I, I can think back now that I often thought in my head, I just got to say that I believe in God and show up at church. That's it. Easy. And, um, there was really, there was no real belief. There was no real faith in that. At all. Right. No reconciliation, no repentance, no um looking at you know what I was doing other than on the days that I was going to work or going to church. Going to work. Going to church. And it was only in that moment of crying out in pain of <laughs> that anything changed. Right. So finally understanding what it takes to, to really begin to think about how undone you are Yes, uh, without totally. having the Holy Spirit uh, in you, dwelling inside you. So,
1: yeah. yeah. It's so important that there be a genuine conversion.
0: Mm. Kate says she did fill out a card.
1: <laughs> that makes me laugh, Kate. <laughs> I mean, I know that I know a bunch of churches I go to where they still fill out cards. Actually, we do it at Cavalry when somebody comes to the new, uh, after they've come and done an altar call. Uh, But I mean, you know, it's a way of communicating and staying in touch. But uh, I think Tozer's point is just that that's hopefully not the end of uh, the experience, that that's just hopefully an introduction Mm -hmm. to that process of being confronted with the holiness of God and the reverence and the awe and the terror that comes from being confronted with a holy God. Mm.
0: Well, want to read the scripture we're gonna yes we're so
1: this yep. is we're starting all the way from one through eight in chapter six of isaiah did we put that little oh up?
0: sorry i got a no new, a new system here that i gotta get used to so oh you know what we didn't put i it did up. i didn't make it okay so let me Same. do
1: it on uh out the way i used to do it old school i used to put them on
0: oh. without them being
1: all fancy
0: yeah we have a new system and i'm gonna have to make sure that i get my checklist uh, on my computer to make sure I do my uh, my job and put the scripture up there because that's our new which is the best way oh you're gonna have it scroll across the bottom
1: Yeah.
0: But- <laughs>
1: so this is our scripture <laughs> nice and it's uh, the time after King Uzziah has died okay and so Isaiah um, has this vision of the Lord In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice whom cried, from the person who cried out and the house was filled with smoke by the voice of him who cried out so the him is the seraphim and the house was filled with smoke so i said woe is me for i am undone because i am a man of unclean lips and i dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts then one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a live coal which he has taken from the tongs of the altar and he touched my mouth with it and said Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. <laughs> wow. for these, I wanted to go all the way until eight because that verse, who, uh, where the Lord says, who shall I send and who will go for us? And the response, here I am, send me, is a, cop- is a popular prayer that people say all the time. And this is where it comes from. In case people don't remember, where it came from, Isaiah six. And then um, there's the reading the commentaries. Uh, the seraphim, the the fact that they had six sets of wings um, was to cover their face and feet was in humility, and then the other uh, set was for utility to be able to fly. Oh. Um, because, as it says here, as we know also from Moses, they couldn't, um, they cannot see, man at least cannot see God, witness God's glory without fainting or dying or mm-hmm. what have you. So, apparently, this is an indication that it was the same out of modesty and humility. The angels, the seraphim would do the same
0: thing, cover oh, their faces, well.
1: which I thought was interesting. And, um, Oh, see, the other thing I was going to say. Ah, just that the fact that they touched him with a hot coal. Like yeah. That's what burned his iniquity. So I'm not quite sure what the analogy, maybe somebody in our audience knows the analogy with um, Jesus on the cross, but that our iniquity is taken and our sin is purged. Oh wow! Um, but in his day, in his example, it was with this hot coal.
0: So this Isaiah is in the Old Testament. Yes, and, very prophetic. Uh, yeah, very prophetic.
1: Yeah,
0: it's amazing. I, I love that. I mean, that, that's the thing that I learned the most out of uh, being at Calvary Chapel in Hills. Right. Is uh, prophecy and how more prolific prolific it is. How much more off how, how there's much more of it than I ever thought. Whatever that means. Whatever that
1: use, is. I think you can use prolific.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was 100% sure.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: I went to a junior college. I didn't go to uh, you know major in university. Well, I did go to <laughs> Cal State, Fullerton, but that was for magic. Um,
1: they had a degree for magic?
0: <laughs> yeah. Not a degree, just classes oh. on uh, magic, on the performance of magic.
1: Neat.
0: Uh, not magic, like evil magic. You weren't a witch? Fun that, no.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you make bunny rabbits come and go?
0: Yes, yes. And That's doves and doves no, that's all fun stuff um you didn't chop
1: them up in a pieces of-
0: yeah but it's just fun now i mean I, i'm going back to the bible now away from the magic but it is fun to just just find how pro- prophetic the bible is right. i mean i mean and how important the old testament is yes and uh and that without it you can't have the new testament it, it, they they go together uh, and the
1: mur- the miracle of the new testament is best discovered through the old testament right Oh, fantastic,
0: just love that. Um, anything else in the? So we've been using the. At least I do. You probably use it a little bit as the Enduring Word, uh, which is a website that we've shared with you guys before. It's enduringword.com, and it allows you to go through each one of the the books of the Bible and the verses, and then it gives you commentary on on stuff. But I, I I thought this was one part was interesting. If I can find it, I thought it was down below, but it's not. Hold on. Oh, here it is. It said all the people, all the different um people in the in the in the bible who saw god on his throne yeah and i didn't realize again that it was that many people so you have the prophet uh mike micaiah wait how you say that micaiah yeah uh saw god's throne uh job saw god's throne david saw god's throne the sons of Korah. Korah, Korah. saw god's throne ethan and the ezraite gosh Jeremiah. these are tough ones Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, the Apostle John saw God's throne.
1: Revelation.
0: Yes. Wow, I did not even realize. I I think if anybody would have asked me, I would have said, "Well, Moses."
1: But he didn't see a throne. But he didn't see a throne. (laughs) You see, I mean, I
0: I just—it's so helpful to see this commentary um, and to realize how many people there are.
1: Jeremiah and Ezekiel, I knew. I didn't know the rest of them, and Apostle John, I knew.
0: Oh. Wow.
1: But Ethan the Ezraite, I don't even know who that is. I don't remember. <laughs> what, what I didn't the, know King David saw
0: God's throne. Either. Not me either. So incredible. What, um, what do you suppose, if you, were to, if you were to think, I mean, again, some of these people, we don't really recall you know, their story, but what is the difference of, of seeing God, just seeing God or feeling his presence but, and, and seeing him on his throne?
1: Well, the way the commentators say is that the majesty of seeing God on his throne, especially in Isaiah's context, was that he was he was upset that um, the demise of Uzziah and feared for the Israelites and what their faith would be like and, and what was going to happen to the kingdom. So it was that reassurance that God is on the throne. And you think about it, especially in our day and age where we've got the UFOs, we've got the gender confusion, we've got the schools all messed up. Whether, you know, you wake up and an entire city is gone. Yeah. I mean, literally, we woke up and, and Lahaina was gone. Yeah. Um, and so it's that reminder throughout the Bible that God is on his throne. Mm. That no matter what you're facing, um, he is not absent. He has not forgotten us. Um, and he's ruling and reigning.
0: It's like the captain being at the helm Of his ship.
1: Always. Yes. And I I was talking to a a good friend of mine. Um, and she we were at Bible study actually, and she said, uh, it was a really interesting discussion because she said, you know, it hurts my heart sometimes to watch things like what happened in Maui and be like, God, where are you? Like, why would you let this happen? And I said, you know what, you can't think that way because we are in the end times. You have to understand the opposite, mm. that right now that we are under the attack of the enemy who is about to try to establish his kingdom. And our king is waiting to come back. But it's not the Jesus in the manger. It is savage Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus with blood on his savage. on his robe and along his leg is written king of king and lord of lords mm-hmm. and he rules with an iron scepter and his tongue is a sword mm-hmm. that jesus is coming back that jesus will bring justice but before he does that this tremendous wrath comes out on the world and there's so much devastation like christians have to prepare ourselves. this doesn't this story doesn't get better like we don't we, there's no like heyday right. that's coming back this what the devastation and the destruction um, is going to continue to increase the deception. That's why Pastor Jack's so big on the days of deception, because I realized as I was listening to her, how many other people that would turn away from Christ, because when the Antichrist comes with all signs and lying wonders, where he says, why, are you, why would you follow that God who is absent mm-hmm. and raises your kid from the dead or raises your mom from the dead or cures your kid of cancer? mm mm-hmm. Then how are you going to, how do people have faith in that, in, in light of that? You know, unless you read your Bible and you know, okay, this is what God predicted. He predicted that this has to happen before my Lord returns.
0: And, and that completely flips your emotion and potential fearfulness if you know the positive sure. side of it. Right? The, the, the good, like, oh, wait, wait, this isn't bad. This is prophecy. And
1: but it's bad. I mean, it's yeah, it's not, it's not wrong. Right. But it's going to be bad. <laughs> Real bad.
0: <laughs> but exciting. But kind of exciting. Kind of exciting. We have, all, it, we have a whole eternity.
1: Yeah. But there's just, you know, there's lots of really bad things about right. that.
0: And it's, a you know, whether it's like we were talking about Cindy's uh, daughter's car getting stolen, the, somebody's car getting stolen and the destruction of a city. Now, again, we look at it as one is greater than the other, but, but bad is bad. Yeah. bad is bad. Uh, I, I like what Cindy said in one of her messages too. Was it one of her other daughters or yes. one of her other daughters uh, uh, talked to her about, wait a minute, this is God's blessing Yeah, uh, because that's so uh, the theft of that car quite possibly saved Alex, the daughter whose car was stolen uh, from potentially getting into a car accident where she may have been harmed or killed. It's so uh, and left her child, you know, without a mother or, you know, you, you look at, you know, what is it that what is the reasoning behind that that God had for this car being stolen? God it, is it, good. It, there could be so many other reasons that were very, very positive because God is always good. Yes. So that was awesome. That but, was beautiful. Too. That was a great timing for her message because we listened to it before we yeah. read this devotional. Um, Let's see. What are people saying? Schnugs uh this one first
1: No, we did that
0: okay and
1: carrie's saying right andy not all pastors teach prophecy (laughs) huge problem yeah we're just lucky just so blessed (laughs) right uh and that's interesting cindy says that all the all the prophets i saw god's throne yeah who knew right and uh without salvation god says vengeance is mine yes (laughs) and his timing is perfect and he is slow to anger and he's slow to exact that revenge. We don't want to hasten it. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize what a blessing it is that he is taking such a long time.
0: All right. Hi, Cindy. She says.
1: Non-believers always get stuck on the why would God allow? I was like that before I was born again. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about believers, Lisa.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and non-believers. When I was a non-believer, I mean, yeah, I, for uh, sure. I know yeah.
1: non-believers do that, but yeah. I'm telling you believers do that too. There's, there is this, There is this overwhelming sense in American Christianity that God owes us something like that. This is good. It's always been good and it always will be good. And that's just not the reality that is coming to pass right now. Uh, And I think that's the hardest part about um, fortifying people for um, the difficulty that is coming and is about to come. That just COVID was just the beginning of Mm -hmm. that.
0: Wow. And they're thinking about bringing some of those things back.
1: Oh, you heard that? Oh, COVID's coming back. Mask up, folks. (laughs) Oh, man. You got to be kidding. (laughs) Only me once. Shame on you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Masking and, uh, you know, stay at home. And they're even talking about, they you should wear your mask at home. Oh my God. (laughs) In your car with all the studies that have come out now, now they're going to really try to push this again. They don't think that people are a lot smarter than they were before. So crazy. Uh, I just really wanted to quick say uh, to tell you guys that it's, this is actually my color. I shouldn't have worn a white shirt, uh, days after I've been in the sun for two straight days. My face actually is red. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it just looks more red because of the white shirt. Uh Lisa says,
1: I find that tr- uh, Christians that are um aren't in a Bible teaching ter- church which includes every book and especially the book of Revelation and the relevance of the Bible being 25 to 34% prophecy is the problem. Mm. That is often the problem, but that is not the case with the people I'm referring to. <laughs> <laughs> So it happens even with people that are in, um, solid churches, which is interesting to me. Wow. Uh, and yes, Cindy said her daughter humbled me by uh, finding that God is good when she was looking for God's protection and saw it even when it was hard to see. And it's, uh, I, what I was thinking of Cindy, as I told you, is that, um, what, uh, what can look like chaos or a hurricane or a storm could actually be making things, making what's crooked straight. Mm. Um, and so I found, I, I find that in, in when I first met Christ, complete chaos, you know, it was just things falling apart and exploding and moving and, and it's, it can often be in those times that God's reordering things. Um, pulling things out, putting things in, moving things around and God willing, that's what's happening for Alex and that it will lead to a great um, new beginning for her. Right.
0: Carrie says,
1: Carrie says I've been blessed to believe all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. Amen.
0: And yes, that's oops. That's awesome. Lisa and Cindy.
1: Uh, Kate is saying, seriously, my son and his family had four jobs and four hits of COVID. What do you mean it's coming back? Another controlled city. What a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So bananas.
0: <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, so crazy. <laughs> so nuts. <laughs> I just don't want to get on a tirade because I might get on a tirade. Um,
1: and Sydney so says, absolutely. Yes. I can see that. God willing.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, um, I just want to remind people that you, um, as Christians, we just have to be strong and not back down when we know that we um, have been called on uh, uh, to fight for truth, fight for children, and fight for our families. And when you do that, it may not happen overnight. Uh, I just uh, was at the last school board meeting and had the opportunity to get up like, as I often do <laughs> at the podium, and uh, and and just uh, relate to the new school board members and the new superintendents that are now hired, and some of the new other the other uh, administration that they've hired, firing some of the incompetent people that masked our kids, and and they considered getting the jab. That um, I saw a whole new lineup of people, all very competent, powerfully strong people. That, won't, that are going to fight to not have that stuff happen anymore. And that only happened because parents fought for what was right. Yes. A lot of Christians stood up and, and knocked on doors to get these uh, uh, school board members elected. So that once we got the school board members elected that we needed, that they were able to then fire the old superintendent and bring in one that's uh, competent and knows what they're doing. But that comes from people standing strong. If they wouldn't have stood strong, if they wouldn't have showed up, if they wouldn't have been present and put in their time, then nothing would have changed. And uh, we got to remember that as Christians, that that's uh, that's what we have to do from whatever level you can. Like some people can't leave their house. Uh, you, there's something you can do. Right? There's 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 always phone calls phone calls or text messages calling your senators and your representatives of your state and your uh, your school superintendents and your school uh, school board members. Um, but if you can get out, then you need to get out, knock on some doors and, um, things will happen. But, uh, that the, the, problem with a lot of Christians and even conservatives too, is that they don't fight back, uh, not in the sense of blowing things up and punching people in the face of, of, uh, being present and standing, uh, um, in a position of being the vulnerable Yeah,
1: democratic process. Yeah, for sure. And also, um, I think the other side of this that we saw with covid that we're now seeing we will see with the ufos is um just scaring people into submission. Yeah. Uh is that um they will force people to believe things and do things um that they would not otherwise do because they either believe an explanation that's not true or um, they don't believe in any of the explanations and it causes them anxiety. Right. Uh, And I think, I I don't think either one is better than the other because if you don't, if you're not willing to um, understand them as demonic forces that are um, revealing themselves in a whole new way in in the world, uh, then you could fall for the explanation that they're benevolent creatures coming here to help. And you're you're toast, you know. Once you start to believe that, that's it's done. You know what I mean? Or you're so freaked out by it that you think that there's an alien invasion, and you don't leave your house because you're paralysed in fear. Right? You know what I mean? So, um, I think it's super super important that we get our heart right, and um, we that we are right intellectually, emotionally. Spiritually with the Lord so that we aren't deceived by these things and we aren't scared by these things.
0: Right. The devil's power comes from fear. Yes. He does not uh, but he can be stood up to.
1: Well, and I mean, oh, God, I, I, you know what? Like it, people, I think it should be mandatory for every devout Christian to spend some time of their life in some, in, in a scary third world country because <laughs> I think yeah. what the, a lot of the problem is for Americans is they haven't seen demonic activity. Mm. You know, like when you've seen demonic activity, you, you're not surprised by people that say, I think they're coming in little spaceships. You're like, you know what? That wouldn't surprise me. I've seen <laughs> them jump out of trees. I've seen them jump out of people. I've heard them. I've seen them. Mm. Like it's the fact that they are revealing themselves now that is really freaking people out because mm. they just haven't experienced it
0: yeah
1: you know so um
0: well they they, the devil was given so much power especially during covid he saw the power of fear what they were able to do shut down cities countries um airlines for a while i mean that fear was powerful churches how many churches closed because of fear yes
1: restaurants Um, businesses restaurants
0: just everything sports just you name it Uh, they're got so, got so much, uh, out of fear, um, that paid off greatly. Uh, just, uh, incredible. Uh, let's see. I start with that. Yeah. That's all really says.
1: <laughs> she says really, <laughs> that's, really that's interesting and sad. Maybe they don't believe God is as big almighty and powerful as he is. Yep. I, you know what, honestly, it's not, I don't sense it's that. I feel it's like, uh, this sense of entitlement. That's, That's always what I got is that we are the beloved of God. We are his church. Um, Why would this be happening um, now? Like, why would God allow it? That God is so big, he should allow it. If you don't have your heart set on scripture of the end times, then your rationale is why doesn't he stop it? Hmm. You know, you have to believe in the prophecies so that you understand, I know why he's not stopping it. Otherwise, that'll that'll tie your knots. Right. Um. So, Kate okay, thinks you're glowing.
0: <laughs> glowing red, uh, like the light behind me. Uh,
1: <laughs> and Lisa thinks that's one of the great silver linings of COVID is and uh is that the parents are now a huge influential group. So uh, true. Yeah. And then these parents were getting lazy though because their children are being attacked. So that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. When I started going, uh, Hedy and I started going to the school board meetings, there were, it was us and maybe three other people, uh, in that room. Yeah. There was nobody. So different.
1: Yeah. Uh, Carrie said, just go to Hawaii. I saw plenty. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why I else?
0: really saw it in Honolulu. Honolulu is just, uh, it's a little, LA or San Francisco. Oh, yeah. And that was before COVID. Oh, I w- yeah. I, I went with, before COVID too. I wonder what it's, what it's like now. Coming out of my hotel, I had to step over homeless person every day. And I was at the Hilt. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? I'm in mean, Honolulu. Am I mean, stepping over these people? Yeah. It's so crazy. And it smelled like urine so bad. It was horrible. I yeah, could not stand to, it.
1: Last time I went to Honolulu, I hated it. And I changed my plane ticket and went to Maui left <laughs> yeah yeah it was nasty
0: <sighs> yeah why, why would i want to come it's supposed to be paradise this is not paradise This is
1: not paradise that's the first thing i said when i went there i was like this is not paradise
0: right <sighs> uh so what do you think about this hurricane coming i um uh i prayed to, to god a few times about the hurricane just saying i'm i don't know what what you have planned through this hurricane but i know that it's awesome and uh and i'm just I, yeah also? i don't know i just kind of like because we never get hurricanes i mean I, it's i think this first one in 50 years maybe 75 i don't know it's been it's a the very 30s yeah it's 1960s. such a long long time so uh it's so interesting to hear about a hurricane what do you what do you think's I actually, behind it
1: i actually don't think it's a big deal yeah. yeah i don't i don't think i think it's just gonna be a lot of rain yeah it's a typical kind of over exaggeration <laughs> of everything in
0: the news. Everybody wants it to cynical. be this this climate change. Yeah, that's the, the that's yeah. what I'm saying. Same yeah. reason
1: I don't eat vegetables anymore. <laughs> I think they're, I'm like, so jaded. I think everything the government says is a lie. <laughs> Even if it's the truth, it's a lie. Yeah,
0: isn't that so crazy? Yeah. You know, I was going to use a, an analogy earlier when we were talking about God on his throne. And not to compare the president of the United States to God, but I'm just saying you can see the president in places. I, I, I've seen the pre- a president a couple of times from a distance, uh, walk uh, President Nixon out after, of course, he was gone uh, out of the An- Angel Stadium. You know, and he's it just a man. But there's something about seeing him in the Oval Office or behind the desk. What's the desk called? It has a name. Somebody yeah. write down the name. Yeah, the desk has a name. The, ah, oh, I can't think of the name. The Resolute Desk that that sitting behind that desk the yeah. in the oval and being there mm-hmm. is just like nothing else which i've never experienced you've ever you've been in the bowl office with the president how dare you um and i said but then i go well not now like until until like Whenever Biden was, uh, you know, inserted uh-huh. into the that place, it's like lost all of it. its like. There's there's nothing reverent about that place. that oh. I, I I could walk through it like I walked through the White House restaurant in Anaheim. It wouldn't it wouldn't be that big of a deal to me. So sorry about that. But you know, it's just, isn't that sad though. Like I. I, I my that's entire so life crazy. I've been I so pat- I,
1: I lost I lost the thread.
0: Just been so patriotic that I trusted our government that I, I ah, love the okay. power of our government. Believing in the yeah, they don't believe in anything anymore. I don't oh. even care. Those people are a bunch of nitwits. We have the most incompetent people in power in our country right yeah. now in every department. Not one department has somebody that's competent. We so got that weird. little short guy, that little midget who caused the covid. You got the other midget in 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 charge of our transportation. Why are you- Gaming. I'm sorry. Dwarf the little dwarf <laughs> who he tried to claim he rides a bicycle to work when in fact he was in an SUV. They took the bicycle out one block away from his offices and he got on it and pretended he rode his bike to work. I mean, we have such, we have a man in a dress who's uh, second in charge of our health or something like that. Right. I forget what he's in charge. I don't even is
1: care. In general,
0: Yeah. Whatever it is. No, yeah. I don't know. She, he, whatever it is. I don't even know. The guy that stole dresses on, you know, in the, in Ireland. Work, we, we, we could just we could, Adam Schiff, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the, the 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 one that we have up here.
1: Anyway, it's so crazy. So back <laughs> to the hurricane. Where are we?
0: I was trying not to do that earlier, and I just did it. I just yes. lost, I just lost it.
1: So Cindy is. <laughs> Interested in this whole hurricane coming to Southern California. Oh. Yes, that's the fascinating thing. We haven't heard of a hurricane coming to Southern California since the 1930s. Yes. So that's why it's a big hoopla out here. But the thing will die down before it hits, it hits the coastline. But then for the next six months, we're going to hear about climate change causing a hurricane <laughs> in Southern California. Yeah. And why we need to get rid of our gas ovens. Mm-hmm. And our gas stoves because of the hurricane
0: in the 1970s i couldn't breathe when i would go out ride my bicycle and then we they so we, we wouldn't we wouldn't go to school on some days because the air was so bad yes it it, bad. it's so much better now it's just calm down what's all right gary says
1: uh she thinks it's another exaggeration just to scare people absolutely yeah. absolutely it's such a i don't know it all sounds made up to me <laughs>
0: At least to say that. Uh,
1: being, she was in Florida for 20 years, 25 years. It's funny to see how ridiculous we're being, uh, <laughs> but it's serious with the amount of rain and possible mountain slides and flooding.
0: Yeah, I, I took a, um, a video of Trader Joe's. I went in there. I should have taken one in Vaughn's. Actually Vaughn's was busier, um, but there was just so many people just, Oh, you know, I didn't look for the toilet paper, but just, there's so many people just grabbing, you know, food and, In supplies and all kinds of stuff. It's just like it was, you know, twice as many people as they're normally at. Oh my! God. And uh, I thought it was funny, so I took a little video and shared it online. (laughs) People are panicking to make sure that they're ready to go. I didn't even want. I started to go to Costco, and you know, we talked about it, and I thought, I'm so glad I didn't go to Costco. People said it was crazy. The lines were so long. I can imagine Costco.
1: It's just not necessary. Uh,
0: Carrie says, "Don't get me going." I was trying not to get going, but I got going. Kate says,
1: "So many deceivers in the governments right now. They keep us on a heightened state of alertness." Yeah, I mean, I think, and it's so bad for our health, right? Mm-hmm. To have that heightened sense of panic because it re- re- releases all of those. Of course, I can never remember the name of the good ones versus the bad ones, but it releases all these bad toxins in your body, uh, and it is—it's so—it's toxic. It's toxic Mm -hmm. for the body to be in a state of um, alert and anxiety all the time. And they just keep perpetuating it. It's terrible.
0: You know, and then we got the, I mean, then you have those private industries like uh, big pharma. We just watched that show. What's it called again? Uh, Painkiller. Painkiller about Oxycontin.
1: And if anybody's ever been to DC and seen all the museums downtown, they're all called like the Richard Sackler gallery, the Arthur Sackler gallery. They do own. They do own or donated a whole bunch of galleries to Washington D.C. What was the
0: amount of money they were making a, a day or a week? It was something like thirty-one million dollars a day or a week. Yes, it was, it was crazy. either one. This is incredible. Yeah, and, cra- and the place that he lived in was so big that he couldn't keep up with the uh, smoke detectors. And so the movie, the entire movie, anytime they're in his house, there's a smoke detector going off.
1: It's really actually quite insane (laughs) when you think about it. So he had this sprawling look like maybe 40,000 square foot house and he lived there by himself with his dog.
0: This is the creator of Oxycontin.
1: The creator of Oxycontin. And literally every scene you hear beep, beep, (laughs) you think to yourself. And in one of the scenes, he goes bananas and gets on a chair and starts trying to whack the ceiling with a broom, but his ceilings are so high he can't hit it. Um, but it, it, to me, it, it was one of the most powerful
0: uh,
1: parts of the, of the whole series to me. Yep. That they basically were showing like all this money and there's nothing you can do <laughs> to control the smoke alarms in his house. Yep. And, and the groundskeeper even came and said, Mr. Sackler, what are you doing? And he's like you've got to get this thing to stop and he says we've got 200 of those it's impossible to make them all stop because
0: <laughs> it's just him and that guy yeah. him and the butler or whatever it was and i'm
1: like why would you do like how could you install it that way so that there's no solution to you uh, hearing the beeps go off like oh my god it was wild
0: and the worst of it all as you all know is that it's this drug oxycontin that they're selling uh that they know literally. is killing people literally and they are paying the the sales an incredible amount of money to continue to push it. And they said, well, when people become, uh, what's it when you get immune, not immune, but the other one when you get used to it? Uh, tolerance. To, your tolerance builds up, then just give them more. That was the solution. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't another solution. Just keep giving them more until they die. Yikes. And, uh, and that process was going on while they were raking in money. And then in the end, the, the government settles with them in that they can never be sued. This is the craziest thing. We, it's just, we need, we need God more than ever. And we need the truth of the Bible. And because we, we have a bunch of just lunatics in our, in our midst between these big, huge pharma companies and our government. Yes. It's really kind of nuts. I'll, 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 back down. I'm not gonna to live
1: as Christ and die as gain. <laughs> ring so true these days. Carrie says, yes. amen. Amen. And Lisa says with the governments and the ability to weather modify whenever they want, they could be adding rainfall. It's predicted to be six inches, which is a year's worth of rain in California. Hmm. Oh, I didn't realize I I had no, uh, point of reference for the scope of how many, uh, inches we get each year. That's interesting.
0: We're in a lot better shape than we were because of last year, all the rain that we got. I mean, even I, I showed a picture of, um, Shasta Lake, which, uh, was nearly bone dry which is a huge lake and uh now it's all the way up where it should be and you know the 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 snow melt has uh has added to it so it's been really good around here uh
1: when carrie's uh. husband went to the hospital they gave him fentanyl diluted and oxy oh my holy God. cow carrie were they trying to tranquilize him yeah yeah <laughs> why in the world yeah. did he need all that you know i i still don't understand the whole fentanyl thing Like fentanyl can be used in certain circumstances, but they say if you touch it, you die. I don't know. I don't get the dichotomy.
0: Well, you know, there's many like drugs that are actually used. I don't want to say properly, but when used properly, they do help, but they're not meant to be used, you know.
1: But I mean, why is it that they're so unbelievably toxic in like,
0: oh, well, uh,
1: in one circumstance and in others, you could use them when they say it's like even just touching it. You touch the candy, you could die.
0: Well, it's in the f- way that they're making it through the through China, delivering the ingredients to Mexico, and you got it's like bootleg. yeah, you got Mexico making it in these okay. warehouses um, as fast as they could possibly make it with no safeguards, and you know who knows what they're they're mixing it with methamphetamine and fentanyl, so it's just yeah, it's a cocktail of it's God. a cocktail of nonsense that's killing people. Yep, Kate says.
1: I know painkiller opened my mind. It was really eye opening, and it was the exact meds the hospital had given her. And now she's even off a of Panadol and going natural. Mm-hmm. What struck me was what they said that the market perception of what it does. So happy for you, Kate. Yeah, um, we're gonna be praying that that goes well for you. Fight or flee is not a good permanent state, and the globalists have written about this on the WEF website, how to use this for population control. Yeah, totally. I heard a
0: guy speaking about that, too. Yeah. In a positive way. Like at a seminar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is what we have to do. We have to scare them, and then...
1: They could not get his pain under control. Wow. I'm so sorry to hear that.
0: Sorry about Eddie. Um, And?
1: I despise pharmacy reps. Forgive me, father. (laughs) There's actually some very nice pharmacy reps that, that rep very nice like blood pressure medicine and stuff.
0: Yeah, because your dog, your dog, your dad was in the uh the yes, medical so industry. He was a surgeon.
1: I've, I've met dozens and dozens of uh drug reps before.
0: Yeah. Yes. There they're, they're, they're are good ones. There's
1: some nice ones. They're Take- decent. But I understand what she means. Is she's like they're mm. kind of like they're kind of like used car salesmen. They just kind of push stuff off on you. Yeah. Um, but you know. The way my dad was, he's like, what are you selling? I, yeah, I don't need that. And you just be like, bye.
0: <laughs> All um, right. What, how do you want to close out? What do you got?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Stay safe.
0: Stay safe. Pray for not- us during our, our hurricane. Our hurricane. Yeah, we'll see how it is. And
1: Carrie and Lisa, who's also in the, in the uh, path of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Don't be jealous, Cindy. It's on our side now.
0: Do we have anybody watching from San Diego who apparently that out of the United States cities, San Diego is supposed to be hit the hardest. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's supposed to go through Baja California and then up through San Diego. Um, But yeah, we'll be uh, praying for you. Apparently you're going to be, get a lot of rain and wind. We had some wind earlier, but right now I don't, our windows open and I don't hear anything. Just shut the door. See, now you don't feel the breeze.
1: I'm just following what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Andy says you can't feel a breeze if the door's shut.
0: In a room this size, uh, what is this, uh, 100 square feet? What is this? Yes. Uh, about. Um, when you open the window, one window.
1: Can't feel a breeze if the door's shut.
0: And the door's shut unless it's going underneath, unless you have a big enough space underneath the door. No. Yeah. So it, it there's no way for the there to be so wind. So there needs to be a current. So you open the door and that. then you get breeze. I don't get that at all. It's like in a house when you want to
1: again, I nearly failed physics.
0: When so. you in a house, when you want a breeze to go through the house, you have to open up the front door and the back door. <laughs> and that's how you get a breeze through the house. Who
1: leaves a, the front door open to get a breeze?
0: Oh, we always always had front door screens. We always had front door you open. Have a screen on your front door. Yeah, because we didn't have air conditioning. Air conditioning is no. a new thing. We never had air conditioning.
1: You grew up in the hood, too. So. <laughs>
0: I did grow up in La Mirada. (laughs) I was the only Mexican in La Mirada (laughs) until, uh, you know, 85. And then a a few more uh, moved in. Um, Okay, so
1: let's close the prayer then. That's
0: why my dad said our last name was Jimenez. It's not Jimenez. Oh,
1: he wanted to finish. You only
0: hear me say Jimenez. If you uh, talk to any of my family members, not one of them would say Jimenez. Oh, they all say Jimenez. Nobody's ever said Jim Jimenez in my entire life, ever. But
1: doesn't those people say, do you mean Jimenez?
0: No. Really? No. No, no, no. It wasn't until I got in the police department that I said Jimenez. Up until then I always said Jimenez. Because they made fun of you. I, we just never said it. We just always said I didn't know it was Jimenez. No,
1: in the police department, why did you change?
0: Oh, because of the I wasn't I really started when I was in family crimes because most of my my uh, cases involved Mexican families. The husband would beat the wife after yeah. having too many cervezas. So, to, so
1: you wanted to relate?
0: I'd say, um, they, my phone would ring, i pick up, this is Detective Jimenez, and they go, Jimenez? Jimenez? You mean Jimenez? Go,
1: <laughs> I always make fun of Persians
0: but who do that. But then, I would say, uh, hello, this is Detective Jimenez, and they go, Jimenez. and they go, no, no. That's uh, why I need to say Jimenez. Uh, <laughs> I can speak any Spanish, not a, not a lick. I can order tacos and enchiladas. And churros. And churros.
1: <laughs> oh goodness thank you lord
0: all right my friends
1: yes we are praying for dear lord we ask for your blessings of protection um over california lord whatever um you may have in store for us lord we ask for your grace we ask for your mercy and we stand in the gap for um those who are um in the path of destruction lord and we ask that you make it that you make it easy that you make it mild um, that you forgive us our sins and that um, we're crying out to you, Lord, uh, for forgiveness. And we we stand in the gap for those uh, that do not yet know you or have, who have continued to sin against you, Lord. Uh, we love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, my friends. We love you guys.
1: Thank you. Good night.
0: God bless. God
1: bless.